podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Deadline Dilemmas by Fantasy Football Scout ahead of game week 24. And we've just had, well, I mean, since we last recorded, we've had a double game week announced. We've had some more blanks confirmed and everyone's here to speak to you or listen to you today, Praz. And I'm going to be keenly listening. Dude, everyone's here for you. You have been smashing <laughs> every single week. And you know, you did, you found some variance at the perfect time because now everyone's back to captaining Haaland. So firstly, congratulations to you for nailing captaincy and just general good decision making over the last four weeks. Thank you. Well, I mean, you too, you too. We both, we both, we both have shot up in the, in the last few weeks and it's been nice. Although you say it's the best time. I mean, this double coming up would be, it would be a nice time as well. You know, if you get a big swing like the Saleh Mane one or something. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, double game weeks are fun, right? I mean, we get to root for our players twice in a game week, navigate all this. A perfect example is I was basically, my son has an FPL team as well, and he's he's ahead of me, by the way. Oh, wow. Uh, because all he does is on a Thursday night or a Friday, he'll come to me and say, "What well, you know, tell me what should I do? Here's my team. And he's had Trippier and Watkins since game week one, because my biggest conviction this season was those two players. So he's not sold them all year. But this week, like right now, I was struggling to explain to him what he should do because I just couldn't get into <laughs> dude, this guy, then doubles, then blanks. I was like, look, just buy Bowen to Jota is fine. You're not um, giving so him helicopter views. <laughs> he, he won't have the patience or the capacity to to listen to that. But thankfully, there's other people in the chat who have the capacity and patience to listen to it. So we will obviously have a helicopter view today. Yeah, no, sounds good. And that must be so cool to be able to go to your dad, who is Praz, and ask for FPL advice. <laughs> obviously, he doesn't know that. I'm just, you know, <laughs> He, he will start FPL to realise when him. he finishes top 10k this year. <laughs> start to realise. I'm going to catch him during this period. <laughs> start feeding him false information. <laughs> <laughs> I did tell him to sell uh, Trent. No, I'm kidding. No, so he's still got Trent. So he didn't have Trippier. <laughs> he he has Trippier now. Uh, oh, wow. So he doesn't have Trent. I was joking. I, I, I would never give him bad advice. Does he have Darwin? I... You froze at the wrong time there, Praz. <laughs> I've just made him do Solanke to Darwin. Nice, nice. And yeah, thank you to everyone for joining us. And please don't forget to like and subscribe. If you go in the description below, you can get 20% off the Fantasy Football Scout members area as well. So we've got a lot to cover today, Praz. So shall we begin with the fixtures? Just a view. Yeah, just a macro view on, on, on what has happened. This will be quick because I think people are pretty much clued on. On, on the recent changes, but we thought we'll use our friend Lego Mane's chart just to talk about how much mayhem we have coming up in the next few weeks. So basically, this is maybe one of the two game weeks in the next five weeks, which is basically a normal game week. Because after this game week, we have game week 25, which is a double for Man City, Liverpool, Brentford, and Luton. Then we have a blank for Liverpool, Spurs and Luton. Then we have another double, which was announced this week, which is for Bright for Bournemouth and Luton. And then we have lots of lots and lots of blanks. I think the interesting thing here, which I which I find very very nice to navigate, is the teams with the better doubles, which I think people will agree is Liverpool and Bournemouth, mm -hmm. because Liverpool have Luton at home, Brentford away. And uh, Bournemouth have Sheffield United home and Luton at home in their respective doubles. They're also the teams that blank the very next game week. So people will basically be in a dilemma. Shall I shall I jump on these players or shall I get off? You know, shall I be a little bit more cautious? Then there are other better teams with okay. Uh, well, not better teams, but they're teams with okay doubles. So like Man City is in this category. I think Everton home and Chelsea home, good. Sorry, Brentford home and Chelsea home, good double but not as good as Liverpool's. But people will maybe attack those teams a little more because Man City also have a game in blank game big 26. Similarly, Luton is a team that people will look at, even though, you know, their double in 25 is not great. It's uh, uh, it's Man United at home and Liverpool away. And then their double again in 28 is Crystal Palace away and Bournemouth away. I would expect them to concede in all four of those games. But it becomes an interesting team because they don't blank in any of the weeks except game week 26. So these are some of the dynamics that people are trying to play with. Can they can they wildcard now uh, to make this team that can just navigate through this seamlessly? I don't think there is a, a team uh, that can do this efficiently without making sacrifices. So we will talk about wildcard 24, wildcard 26, wildcard 27, wildcard 30, 31. 
And there's pros and cons for each. You're not going to get that perfect strategy that people are looking for that will just say, click wildcard now and then you can have all these players. It's just an impossible period. And then there's also free hit to discuss. So firstly, your thoughts on doubles, blanks, where are you trying to be a little bit more aggressive versus you think you will compromise in terms of the weeks that are coming up? I mean, I've been looking very, very short term, if, I, if I'm totally honest. And obviously you mentioned Liverpool. And I mean, you said you called this week a normal week, but we've got incredible fixtures for the players we want for 26 as well. Correct. Um, <clears throat> sorry, 25. The, obviously there's the blank in 26. So yeah, attacking Liverpool, I feel like, yeah, there's some, there's some risk. But I think out of all the teams, it probably has the biggest ceiling. I mean, you could argue that Bournemouth's fixtures are, are better. Sheffield United and Luton at home. But I just don't know if there's three players you can clearly, clearly target. I saw a, a thread that I retweeted yesterday from FPL Schofield and even players like Tavernier. Um, I think last time they played a midweek game, he, he was benched, for example. Um, I think he was actually benched in, in the last game as well. So I think that's got the most obvious captain, possibly triple captain in Solanke. But this, I think this Liverpool one is the, the big advantage. And I'm going to look biased because I bought three in. But that was why, um, I've, you know, I've taken the gamble. I really do see, and I guess that's why a lot of people are looking at wildcarding now, because not only do you get that Burnley at home fixture, but you obviously get the double as well. Yeah. And if, if Salah's, I mean, we talked about it a lot last week and maybe the week before with Darwin and Jota, but if, if Salah's out, they, I mean, they don't feel like the best assets ever, but they don't feel far off. <laughs> yeah. They, they yeah, really don't. They do. There's a lot of goals there. I mean, of course, for Liverpool, if we're talking about it team by team, for Liverpool, there is this slight concern of the Chelsea FA Carabao Cup final right after the Liverpool game. But I still see over the next three, and I think you're absolutely right to say that if you're going to take a hit or if you're going to attack Liverpool or Man City, this is the week to do it. And when we'll come to my team, I will share why I'm taking a minus eight this week because I want to get maximum potential from these Liverpool and Man City guys who are this week Everton at home for Man City and Burnley at home for Liverpool. Again, prime, prime fixtures where there's a very high ceiling for points at both ends. And there is a small risk with Man City. I mean, obviously, all our assets started in the in the last game against Brentford. But, I mean, you're going to rely on them. If you're, if you're playing through and not wildcarding, I think most teams are not going to have a bench in 26. And we're going to rely on them to start not just the double, um, I mean, to be honest, if they didn't start in the double, it's not the end of the world. But if they don't start in 26, you're a player down. So, yeah. If two, I mean, let's say two of your assets you bring in are then benched in 26. It's, it's effectively a blank in, in itself. So, correct. Yeah, that's why I'm prioritizing. Well, I've prioritized both, but I would prioritize Liverpool over City myself, apart from a certain Erling Haaland, who obviously, <laughs> whose minutes I got very wrong last week. <laughs> I think we all did. Now, so, I mean, talking of City, uh, you know, everybody is now getting full minutes. De Bruyne played the whole game, I think. He didn't come off. Uh, no, he Haaland did. He played, played the whole game, yeah. Yeah, 85 minutes for Haaland. So they're pretty much back. Now, from a perspective of owning these players, you know, all look good options, Foden, Haaland, De Bruyne. But teams just simply cannot get to, let's say, the top six assets from these teams, which is Foden, Haaland, De Bruyne, Trent, um, Jota and Darwin and there's also questions on Trent which we can obviously see what happens tomorrow in the press conference but it's just very hard to do that which is why the first thing people are thinking about is why don't we just wildcard this week and get a lot of these players so we will talk about wildcard 24 in a minute first I want to also discuss the very big major thing that has got people changing their chip plans and re-evaluating everything which is basically Chelsea beating Aston Villa last night so if you go to the next slide which is okay. basically what happened in the FA Cup. So basically, this has completely reshaped Game Week 29. Game Week 29 is the week where the FA Cup quarterfinal is. We have three confirmed fixtures. So because Aston Villa lost last night, West Ham versus Aston Villa is confirmed, which adds to Fulham Spurs and Burnley Brentford, which is already confirmed. Now, you can see on the chart here, there's a good possibility that we just get one more game, which is either Luton versus Nottingham Forest, or Man United versus Sheffield United. And this is basically contingent on the result between Nottingham Forest and Man United. And people would say on paper, Man United should beat Nottingham Forest. But last night on paper, Aston Villa should have beaten Chelsea. Stuff happens in FA Cup. So that's for me the biggest swing that can happen. Because otherwise you'd expect Brighton-Man City to be a blank because that's very likely because either Brighton win or Man City win. 
very likely. Even Newcastle, I think with Blackburn, you can assume that that's, you know, upsets can happen. But Liverpool to beat Southampton, Newcastle to beat Blackburn, I think those are likely results. Similarly, Wolves and Bournemouth, unlikely that happens. So we are looking at basically four fixtures happening in game week 29 at a stretch five. So we were all sitting with double, triple Arsenal and Palmer and thinking game week 29 is going to be fine. But suddenly people have started panicking about game week 29. The first thought people had is maybe just free hit in game week 29. But I'm going to make a case for why free hit 29 actually to me, for my team and teams similar to mine, actually for, doesn't make sense. It could for other teams and there has to be a team-dependent caveat for pretty much everything we say. Just but, on this, by the way, is, yeah. is it half, it's after game week 26 that we know the results of that? After game week 26, uh, before 27 deadline, correct? Yep. Okay. So if you, if you were to wildcard in 26, you will not know the result in uh, of the FA Cup fifth round. Okay. So you'd have to delay wildcard to 27 when we got correct. onto that to have these if results. If you were to do that. But 26 is slightly better if you wanted to maximize your gains because you'll be worse off set up in 26 compared to other teams who wildcard. So, but when we come to wildcard 26, I'll talk about this. But the one thing to talk about 29, just for people who are panicking about 29, there's a few good things that have happened as well because of this. Number one, we have a keeper. Every lot, A lot of people have Ariola in their teams. We suddenly have a keeper. So originally we were thinking, let's go Kaminsky this week. You get a double... Um, in in 25, you get a double in 28, and you get, could get a playing keeper. We now have a keeper for, for 29. This, for me, has changed my strategy for goalkeepers, and I'll talk about that. Second thing that's happened is because Villa play in 29 and Spurs play in 29, you triple up on both of those teams because you can lead up to tripling up to both of those teams because Villa have a fantastic fixture in 26. So no matter who you have, whether you're going for Darwin, whether you're going for Jota, whether you're going for Trent, you get your triple Villa by game week 26 because you get Nottingham Forest at home, you get the 29 fixture, and then in game week 30, who do they play? Wolves at home. So you get your Villa in place, game week 29, no problem. Spurs, excellent fixtures after game week 26. So basically you can bench your Richarlison, you can bench your Poro, you can also sell, but this is my thought process at the moment. You add Sun in game week 27. You have your three Spurs ready who play Fulham in game week 29. Who do they play in game week 30? Luton at home. So you can pair. This is why if you free hit in 29, you're missing out on a better fixture in game week 30. And anyway, you shouldn't pair a free hit with a wild card. You should pair a dead end with a wild card and then free hit another week. So this is why for me, those are a couple of reasons why game week 29 doesn't need to be a free hit because if you have Ariola, you have three Aston Villa, you have three Spurs and Luton have a game which is expected to have a game. You have three Luton, two or three Luton, done. Uh, that's good enough. And you'd have the three Spurs because there's that horrific run for Spurs between 33 and 36. I mean, obviously there could be doubles in there where it's not Newcastle, City, Villa, uh, sorry, Newcastle, City, Arsenal, then Liverpool before finishing with Burnley, Sheffield United. Obviously, there's the rearranged Chelsea game to to fit in there, isn't there? But so, you wildcard them out. Yeah, that in, actually in game week thirty one. That actually really appeals to me because yeah, I mean, I remember a couple of months ago I looked at the Spurs fixtures at the end of the season, and it's just crazy the swing. I've never seen a swing like that to go from four of the hardest fixtures, admittedly where there could be a double, although it's Chelsea away, into basically the two easiest games: Burnley at home, Sheffield United away. Well, actually, sorry, you bring up Spurs. Yep. If you look at shout out to Planet FPL, James, he's actually done a prediction of how Spurs' fixtures will fall. So now we're getting too forward planning. But if Sorry, you were me. to think that's about me. it, no, no, no. Spurs might have a blank in game week 34 and then double, double in 36, 37. And this okay. is under the assumption that Chelsea reached the semifinals of the FA Cup. So not only because right now they're in round five, but if they reach the semifinals, they cannot double, which means they cannot play Spurs you know, this postponed fixture from game week 26. I see. It'll go in 36 and 37. So even around the tougher fixtures, you're going to load up on Spurs anyway. Okay. Because So if that happened, they'd have Newcastle away, City at home, Arsenal at home, then a double with Liverpool away in, and then a double that includes Burnley at home, Correct. and then Sheffield United away. So they're going to be quite have... pivotal, Spurs. Correct. Correct. And you will basically... F you could free hit them out in game week 34 where they will blank potentially. But this is all subject to Chelsea reaching the semi-final of the FA Cup. So I don't 
even before I've maintained that we don't need to think too much about game week 34 yet. We barely know about 29. As I said, there could be one upset and it screws up the whole thing like we saw last night. So right now we have to think about how do we navigate this period from today to game week 30 effectively. Whether you wildcard and do it, then you need to think about your team coming out of 30. Or if you're dead ending, then you just need to see how many points are you sacrificing to the wildcarders in this period. It's, it's, it's really interesting because you look at like, I mean, like you said, it's going to be Man United, Sheffield United or Luton Forest in 29. And I mean, we might have some good assets with United against Sheffield because we've got Garnacho, Maguire, I guess, depending on how long no. Martinez Maguire is out. party's over. Um, well, you would you could still play Varane, you could still play uh, Lindelof, could maybe Maguire, but I think better picks will be just Shaw. Yeah, uh, Shaw has been playing. Um, you would still have Garnacho and a Rashford or a Hoyland. Shaw's I think still they quite would be expensive, but I was just trying to think. I was just trying to think because after twenty six, then we'd know if we're going to pile in on Luton or or United players. We'd probably be piling in on Luton anyway. Correct by that Correct. stage. <clears throat> so what we might have to do is. Um, I think if if Man United lose to Nottingham Forest, people might wildcard in 27. Just that one game will may, mean people will wildcard and then free hit in 29 instead. Because then you you can navigate 29 without bothering about 29. You've got the good fixtures from Aston Villa in 26. You get your Spurs because you need the Spurs later. But this is just based on one upset. If there's any other upset in the chart that we're showing... Pretty sure people will wildcard in gimmick 27 because then it makes either 29 very easy or it means 29 can be navigated with a free hit. And we're doing it at a time when it's really hard to keep two free transfers because especially because that Bournemouth double has been thrown in there. Correct, correct. So people will just say, let me just wildcard in my Bournemouth guys, my Luton guys. I free hit it, free hit in 29 and then I can slowly start to lose my Luton guys again. And then, uh, and then I start getting... That's a strategy if there's an upset in the FA Cup, and I think that will be very popular. But right now, we have to assume that what we expect in terms of probability happens. And in that case, I think there is a case to make team-dependent mm. on either delaying it to 31 or 24 or 26. So should we talk about 24 wildcard and 26 wildcard? Yeah, let's let's start with 24. I'm going to put up Legamane's, Legamane's chart because I think it's a little bit clear. So I've, I've seen a few people talking about wild garden and that would be this game week that would be doing it today tomorrow or saturday morning so, sorry what if we're wild card in 24 yeah that would be literally doing it today tomorrow or, today. or saturday morning like you'd have to be thinking about this quickly and making correct. that decision correct absolutely and look for me wildcard 24 is for people who are very short of liverpool and city right and i don't see many teams around like this because we have known I mean, if if we are engaged, we have known about this double coming for a while. In fact, the City one was announced two weeks ago. Uh, the Liverpool was one was announced a week ago. So here's what you have to do if you wildcard in 24. You basically get the best six. You get KDB, Haaland, Foden, Darwin, Jota. I don't think you can get to Trent, but let's say Van Dijk or even, even or a Van Dijk or Robertson, by the way. Robertson is expected to start on Saturday. Then you have three Luton. Um, Kaminsky you start Barkley, Doughty because they play Sheffield United this week and after that you keep them on your bench or play not all of them in every double but basically your, your whole strategy is around Luton and the three, uh, three, three doublers which is Doughty, Barkley, Kaminsky it can be others as well you can go for Adebayo if you really want to you have one Villa not too much so you don't have a Watkins you just have a Villa defender let's say Paul Torres or Moreno if you believe in that and no Spurs so this is just rough ideas we've not made a draft yep so what this will do is it'll give you an optimal 25. You'll have the best team in 25 because you have, you know, basically triple Luton, triple Liverpool, triple City, and you have two free transfers to navigate it. So then you basically gradually, what you try to do is you move, move your Liverpool assets to your other teams like Spurs, other teams like Bournemouth, and therefore your, and Villa. So you try to get your Spurs and Villa, and that's how you will navigate it. Biggest issue with Wildcard 24 is if the FA Cup upset happens, Man United versus Chelsea, you will have to use your free hit or you're screwed. So if you're wildcarding now and you don't have a free hit or you're not willing to use your free hit in, in, in 29, that's that's a big problem. Um, 
but that was basically 24 isn't a bad strategy for a lot of teams if you're short of your ideal Liverpool and Man City. Something, I, th I think that's that sounds very viable to me, but something I don't like, and I understand why it wouldn't have it, would be you're losing those Arsenal assets for, and I know they've only got singles, they've got blank, but you know, they've got West Ham, they've got Burnley, they've got Sheffield United and Brentford in the next, what, four of the next five? Um, admittedly, three of those are away from home, but I mean, losing Saka, yeah. losing, you know, an Arsenal, one of the Arsenal defenders, you are opening, I mean, you're obviously, I guess the upside of going for those Liverpool players, I, I prefer, but I, th I feel like I'd, I'd resent losing those Arsenal players. And then what, what if Leeds beat, um, who are Leeds playing? Leeds are playing Chelsea, aren't they, in the FA Cup? Good what, point. That's what another if that, upset that then happens? You're, you're basically becoming a Chelsea fan because if you go all those games without Arsenal assets and then Arsenal-Chelsea go ahead, I think that's going to be hard to recover from. I mean, you'll just have to pray you get, you know, you get the Arsenal of a few weeks ago. Absolutely. So this was, in fact, my last con for this, that you're totally screwed if, if Chelsea lose or if even Liverpool lose. I mean, these are low likelihood events. Mm -hmm. Actually, maybe Chelsea is a higher likelihood event because Leeds are not a bad team. But you are... So you froze Sorry. again, Praz. Then, yeah, so, so then you're totally screwed because everybody else will be navigating 29 without an issue and you will miss out on these key Arsenal and maybe even Liverpool players which you're ditching in 26. So th this is where you're exposed a little bit, but I don't think 24 is bad because you do get, you make a lot of gains in 24 and 25 and even 26. Yeah, and I guess the upside of Liverpool. I was quite surprised though. Um, I saw the odds of Chelsea beating Leeds and I, I felt like for, I mean, Chelsea, you know, They've been very hit and miss. And I was surprised they were such clear favourites against Leeds. But maybe that's just from doing the eye test and it's not looking at, you know, the underlying data that Chelsea have actually, they've been improving slightly. Um, yeah. And obviously that result against Villa. I mean, I mean, I always find this funny about doubles and blanks. People, you know, follow form a lot of the time and then ask, uh, Villa get destroyed by Chelsea. And, you know, that makes Villa assets, you know, good. We're attacked. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I always find that a bit power. strange. <laughs> <laughs> I totally get that. And I, and this happened last year where people were, uh, Spurs lost to Middlesbrough and people tripled up on Spurs because they were they had a game suddenly in game week 29, which worked out yep. because sometimes stuff happens in FA Cup. So look, that's that's 24. I I don't love it that you're taking in game week 20 uh, from the FA Cup games. But it's fine. Uh, there is a lot of gains. And if your team has only one City or Liverpool, I think you should think about Game Week 24 wildcard a little bit harder. So let's go to Game Week 26 wildcard, which actually I like a lot. Um, I'm interested about this one because I was I haven't looked much at it, but I was leaning 27 and I think you prefer 26. So I prefer 26 only because people, if they maximize, if they basically not dip their toes, but take a bath in the Liverpool triple up mm -hmm. um, and they have the City triple up and they have some Spurs in their team already, some Chelsea because we all are carrying Richarlison's, Poros and, and Palmer's. Your Game Week 26 team requires a hit or even two to actually field 11 players in Game Week 26. So Game Week 26 wildcard basically says, forget about that. You just maximize your Liverpool. You even next week get a doubt. You get a seventh doubler if you want or an eighth doubler if you're that inclined. And then you just wildcard them out. And then the benefit of a wildcard 26 is basically um, you can then add in your team triple Villa because I talked about in 26, you want to get Villa in because they have Nottingham Forest at home. You want to get Bournemouth. So you can get two Bournemouth. You get Solanke. You bench a Neto, the goalkeeper. You get two Luton. Um, you get one or two West Ham because West Ham also have a game. You get Sun in. So give me 26. Uh, you can just either bench Sun or you know, effectively even play and you, well, he has a blank, but you have Sun in place before anyone else. You have one or two Wolves in place because Wolves play Sheffield United. And therefore, you're basically well set for not only 28, but 29. And eventually you sell your Haaland for an Adebayo and basically you're good to go. That team is pretty much set. And I suppose the wall going for the Wolves player, because when I looked at that, that was the, you know, straight away. I mean, you talked about Huang, didn't you, the, the other week? who could be back for this weekend. Um, obviously, they play Bournemouth if if twenty if it goes ahead in 29. I mean, I think looking at that chart from before, Wolves have to beat Brighton and or Bournemouth beat Leicester in the FA Cup fifth round. If that happens, it's a blank, yeah. Yeah, if that happens, it's a blank. But, you know, if that doesn't happen, 
then you've got that fixture against Bournemouth. So I guess having that, you, you're slightly hedging, aren't you, for 29 with, with that Slightly, strategy. but you can also move your Wolves play. You have transfers after this because you yeah. have no rubbish. You're, you're basically starting with no Liverpool, no Chelsea in 26. So you don't have those transfers that other people are making to transition. You're already, you know, you've already got five, six, seven, eight players from game week 29. And you've got doublers from 28. So I think you're decently set up. But again, you can be screwed if there's an FA Cup result. So this is the biggest, yeah. again, con. Just like 24, you're not going to get any new information between 24 and 26 apart from injuries or something else. But this just basically lets you not only maximize 24, 25, but also give me 26. This is why I like it a little bit more if maybe you have three or four Liverpool, sorry, three or four Liverpool City just add one or two more over the next two game weeks. And Wildcard 26, for me, just sounds a little better than Wildcard 24. I like the idea of bringing Bournemouth players in and benching them because then they become like a little bit of a Liverpool, um, as in, because they've got the Burnley and then the double. And then, I mean, it's not 100% a blank in 29. Um, And this is why Neto is a good option on Wildcard 26. You hide him against City in 26. You hide him for the blank in 29 and you play him in the double, which is frankly a much better double than Luton's which is Sheffield United home and Luton at home. I do, I do like that. I do like that. I think that might appeal to people as well. If people go hard on Liverpool this week, like you say, then they can wildcard out of it. Although you could just go hard on Liverpool and then do a big hit to come out to come out of it. I guess that's the alternative. Is a big hit more valuable than the wildcard? Or ma- more valuable to keep the wildcard? This is where I am. So when I'll come to my plan and my yep. path, there are some big hits planned uh, and, and that's okay. Um, in certain circumstances. So so Wildcard 26, again, it works for teams with a lot of uh, Game Week 26 blankers. Uh, you get some nice upside in 26 and you basically phase out your city and maybe you can even start with some Arsenal into Spurs and Luton. And that would be your strategy for, for a Wildcard 26. You could pair a Wildcard 26 or Wildcard 27 with a bench boost in 28. But I don't like that. I have seen a lot of people discussing a bench boost 28. And I'll tell you why I don't like it. Okay. Because by the time you reach game week 28, you will want to load up on Villa and Spurs. Because of the reason that I mentioned, that you've already wildcarded, you want to have Villa and Spurs for their excellent fixture in game week 30. And obviously they play in game week 29, which is also a good fixture. But what is their fixture in game week 28? Your bench boost week, they play each other. So you don't want Poro away to Villa. You don't want uh, Pau Torres home to Spurs. So your bench is basically defenders from those two teams. Or even attackers are not that ideal. So you're basically it's a single game week bench boost with Villa and Spurs players. Maybe a double game week keeper like a uh, Kaminsky. So it's quite a cap, capped upside. It's not an ideal bench boost for me. So when p- people are looking at game week 26, 27, they're thinking, oh, bench boost could be a nice opportunity. I see the only good bench boost opportunity in this period is maybe game week 25. So maybe another pro for game week 24 is Perhaps you can set up a team where you can bench boost in game week 25 with your three Luton, three City, three Liverpool. But then there's also good fixtures for an Arsenal who play away to Burnley. There's a good fixture for uh, Aston Villa who are away to Fulham. So game week 25 does present opportunities where people can just say, I'll just bench boost um, and and wildcard in that manner. But that also then compromises your future game week. So maybe you'll gain more in bench boost, but maybe lose some in terms of not optimally having some other players. I think a lot of people, I mean, I was actually eyeing it up. I haven't looked into it probably probably enough, but just to get rid of that bench boost in 28 when, you know, when we're loading up on Bournemouth players, for example. Yeah, I kind of like the idea actually of just using it in 25. I guess that then just comes back to the discussions over, over triple captain and whether you'll be comfortable triple captain Solanke over Haaland, which personally, I don't really think it's a debate. I'd, I mean, I put my triple captain on Haaland last year and it, it didn't go great, but... I definitely want to do it again. I mean, if Haaland was coming up on the 60th minute and we have one more game week to look at it, then I think it's a case that you can compare Haaland 60 minutes with Solanke 90 minutes with better fixtures. But if Haaland's getting 70 plus, it's not a debate. Also, so there's, I'm this, with you. there's this thing, isn't there, where, you know, if let's say Haaland got injured, you could triple captain Alvarez, for example. But if you save it and then Solanke gets injured, who who are you going to triple captain? Yeah, You're good. going to triple captain like Neto or... You know, there's, it just becomes, I don't think there is a, I mean, it's hard enough to pick a second form of attacker. Correct. Correct. 
So I think it's Solanke, but then if, if, if Solanke does get injured or suspended or you know anything like that, I think you're then going to have to wait even longer and you're going to be delaying this decision when, when it's meant to be the easiest chip to play, the triple captain. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, look, Brentford frustrating Haaland Harry saying in the chat, I mean, they still scored three goals. So, um, I mean, you, you know, in another day, Haaland scores that hat-trick or Haaland scores a brace. So, Two games of Holland at home. I, mean, I don't think we need to worry. It was absolute domination. And I know there was a lot of shots outside the box, but I mean, even Alvarez had like four within the first half an hour. Yeah, Holland had that massive chance. That one-on-one, -on -one, yeah. Yeah. Could have been more and he still got five points. So yeah, they, I don't think there's much to think about. Triple captain, I think you should be happy with 10 to 15 points. And over two game weeks, Holland has at least a return in him. That gives you eight minimum. Just go for it. No, don't overthink it. It's nice to see people sticking by Solanke after his blank. I think it's one one goal in the last four or something. Oh, you stop it. One shot you. in the last two. <laughs> I, you know, I was actually thinking, people who went Alvarez over Solanke, how that path has worked out, where when Solanke, apart from the hat-trick, apart from the Solanke hat-trick. Well, yeah. There was Solanke, two times, so at the start, I would have had nine points off the bench for Solanke with the postponed game and then the hat-trick. Correct. But yes, yeah, since then, I mean, it looked like that was the worst decision ever. And, it's, and then it's been really good because had you had Solanke, you probably would have captained him over Watkins. I pro would probably you? would have. It would, it would have been very close. And to be honest, with my penalty love, I, yeah, <laughs> I probably, probably would I probably have. would That's have. That's what I was thinking. And the week before, you wouldn't have had Alvarez captain because you wouldn't I might have, have had, had Darwin Alvarez. captain that week. Yeah. Who missed the penalty. So, <laughs> so you know how just s small things like which path you take by one different player, which is why people, you know, they, they look at wildcard 24 and say, I have nine of seven of these players, so I'm fine. It's very different because the transfers this wildcard team will make between now and Game Week 29 will be very different to your transfers. Yep. And even just one sliding doors moment with one player, maybe they're able to get Neto, who gets a 20-pointer in that double Game Week in 28, where you went Kaminsky. It could change. Obviously, it can also work in reverse and it can completely backfire, but that's that's a... And even even which strikers we're selling, because, you know, some people are selling, I think less people are selling Watkins now. Um, but, you know, if you sell Solanke, if you sell Watkins, you could sell Alvarez. I mean, who knows what Alvarez is going to do? That could be a one-pointer in the double, or it could be, you know, 25 plus. Correct, correct. But there's not much we can do about that. But it's, it's very true. It's very true. Exactly. And so this is, I mean, my point of this was basically we fixate on what could I have done better? Well, not really nothing it's just your path will lead to variances of over 20 25 points without you noticing it because in a single game week it's not that big but because that path leads you to a different transfer next time it just becomes 25 30 points not because of skill or anything else because you just chose a different 50 50 and that's fine yeah like going for garnacho and then, then immediately selling him for Richardson. exactly can you believe it you were actually the first one going to be on solanke and you didn't I know, I know. Incredible. And it was your idea as well. Like, you put the idea in my head. I then went along with it. Harlan got injured. It looked like I'd made the worst decision ever. And then that route has just been, yeah. It's been great. It's been great. Anyway, anyway so we... we come back on path. Yep. Game week 27 wildcard. I don't have much to say here, except that the biggest advantage is you will do it after the FA Cup fifth round. And you will know the quarterfinal draw, which is also very important. Because by the quarterfinal draw... If let's say Chelsea draw Man City, then you can do much better planning of what Game Week 34 and what Game Week 37 will look like, as opposed to if Chelsea play an easy team in the quarterfinal. So you will have a much better view of the whole landscape, not a 100% view, but you'll have a much better view of Game Week uh, 34, 37, and a 100% view of Game Week 29. So biggest advantage of Game Week 27 is that. the I suppose the slight con is that you will have to not plan for wildcard 27. You will stumble upon wildcard 27. So even in game week 26, you will not be able to get a Wang or a Cunha because you will be thinking, do I want him versus do I want a Douglas Lewis who also plays in game week 29 or a Bowen or a Kudus who also plays in game week 29. And I think people will look at doing that. So you will lose some points because you cannot plan for a wildcard 27 because frankly, if there's no upsets, then I still prefer waiting and not wildcarding in 27. This was the one I, that first sprung to mind when I when I looked at it. Um, and part of it was using the bench boost in 28. And now, to be honest, now you've mentioned bench boost 25. 
that that's tempting that's tempting as well so i'm just trying to look at like i mean i think the reason that it appealed to me was you just get onto bournemouth when the good run starts because you get like we mentioned that burnley fixture then the double and then hopefully they get a, a game in the blank but it doesn't look very likely yeah so, so for, for me that was probably the main reason was looking at those bournemouth fixtures probably not much beyond that i mean the luton ones are okay as well i mean villa at home obviously villa if we go with the villa aren't great away narrative and luton are pretty good you know yeah, at but home. look at but look at the fixtures for other teams that you will be exposed to by not having them because you would have sold out your Haaland, your foden and your other de bruyne's by this time because you want to navigate 29 30 who do man city play after game week 30 they play aston villa at home crystal palace away luton at home and then, you know, game week 34, if it's a free hit, then they play Nottingham Forest, Wolves, Fulham, West Ham. Yeah. You want your triple or double Man City very quickly after that. Similarly, if you if you sell out of your, um, your Arsenal players, well, Arsenal also have a very good run after that because they play Luton at home in game week 31, Brighton, Aston Villa at home, Wolves. It, they possibly have a double in game week 34. This is my issue. You, right now, in game week if you wildcard now or in 27, you could navigate this fixture period better than other teams because you'll maybe make a 15-point gain. But will they make that 15 points back by getting the ideal players, by knowing the exact landscape for 34 and 37, pairing the bench boost with it, maybe the free hit on how they navigate it? I just think it's... They can. They can make up those 15 points then. I'd still find it... I mean, you mentioned Arsenal, the fixtures later on, but I'd find it actually in 27... I'd. Let's say Chelsea beat Leeds in the FA Cup and we know that Arsenal are blanking in 29. I'd still find it hard to come off triple Arsenal because they've got Sheffield United, then they've got Brentford. Um, and obviously, if you had that plan and you had you know the three Arsenal and, and Palmer and Leeds won, I guess you'd have bought your wildcard 27 plan. Most likely anyway, even though 28 in the middle, you're looking at them bringing in the Brentford. So actually, the Arsenal are putting me off quite a lot of... Um, quite a lot of these strategies if i'm totally honest maybe i just don't want to get rid of them but i mean even in 24 and 26 you could have your suckers and your gabriel you will have two but then you'd sell them pretty quickly you'll sell them by 27 or 28 so you'll only get two game weeks out of them but yeah um look this is what the fa cup game yesterday has done it has made arsenal blank in 29 but on the plus side Whenever there is a blank, there is always the other side, which is the silver lining. Now Arsenal will have a double later. They wouldn't have had, if had Villa won yesterday, they wouldn't have had a double. So now, therefore, it's a really nice segment where you can just have your Villa. Villa won't double after. You can have your Spurs. Spurs will double after, but then they also have good fixtures. You can get rid of your Man City, your Liverpools, your Arsenals. They will all have doubles later. And you just wildcard them all back in by game week 31. That's at least my thinking at the moment. Because I don't want to be stuck with a team with a lot of Luton, Bournemouth, Spurs and Villa players. Spurs are fine, but even Villa, after game week 31, Villa is rubbish. You're not going to have a Villa player after game week 31. Doesn't that then just make free hit 29? I know, and I know it's probably the most boring the boring route, but you could keep your Arsenal players. You don't have to go crazy on, on Villa players and then just free hit in 29. But you're not then maximizing 28 and 30. 28, because if you have Luton players... You'd have to... Then... I mean, in that situation, I'd attack. I'd still attack. I mean, I think Bournemouth, you could get away with just Solanke. Probably Solanke, maybe a defender, if if you were feeling frisky. Well, if you're free-hitting, then you should attack Bournemouth more than Luton. Yeah. Because you need Bournemouth. Bournemouth have the better double. People will attack Luton in 28 because Luton, even though they have the worst double, it's okay, a double they have a possible game in 29. So people triple up on Luton, where ideally, if you were free-hitting in 29, you triple up on Bournemouth. We don't have a triple Bournemouth available. Neto, Solanke, and Tavernier? Sanessi. Again, that, that thread from Schofield's really good. Like I mentioned, I did retweet it yesterday um, on, on what picks there are. But yeah, and then, and then it might take away from having to go from so many Luton. Because let's say, I mean, I don't think Luton are essential in isolation for for 25 like I, I just don't think you need them um so and and then you're going to be looking at what there's one double like you say and then the the 29 where they they could have a game still that doesn't matter because you're because you're free hitting and then you're not stuck with all these so that could be another benefit you're not stuck it could with be it could be but Luton. look man city play liverpool and liverpool in 20 
eight. Yep. And they play Arsenal in 30. Now, you can say Haaland can do well in any fixture. Foden can do well in fine. Fair enough. They are tougher fixtures. Arsenal play Man City in 30. So it feels okay to get out of your Arsenal and your Man City temporarily to maximize on your Bournemouths and your Lutons and then get them all back after 30. So this is why it just makes sense to me to avoid free hit if you can. But look, it is so team dependent that it's difficult to give a, this is your best strategy. But this is why I don't like free hit 39, uh, 29. No, no, it makes sense. It makes, uh, to be honest, it does bore me. Like, I know, I know that shouldn't be a reason, but, you know, free hit in, in an awful, awful blank. But then it, I kind of like the path of least resistance, as in not having to have complicated plans. You can just free hit in that week. I mean, it's still not going to be easy, yeah. but it means you can literally just completely ignore a boring, boring game week. Hope to gain, you know, 15 points, 20 points on, on your rivals. I mean, maybe you get lucky and, you know, gain more or maybe you gain like six points. But the boring it's route a, does kind of appeal to me at this stage as well. It sure, sure is, sure is. But you're then in game week 26, when you land in game week 26, when you're replacing yep. your Liverpool players, because you will have to start thinking about replacing your Liverpool, Liverpool players. Liverpool will have to go. There's no, yeah, yeah, there's no doubt about that. So you're taking out your Liverpool players, even though you're free hitting in 29. So it feels a little suboptimal where, why are you then taking out did i drop a little um, bit yeah a little bit i think we got okay. most of it you said it, it felt suboptimal to take the yeah. liverpool players then out. you're replacing them with villa players who play nottingham forest at home really nice fixture in 26 but then you're free hitting in 29 when villa also have a game so it's basically i'm just not seeing the logic spurs sun is back give me 27 get sun man sun's got great fixtures 27 28 richarlison is bang in form you want those players in 27, 28. So why would you free hit in 29 to get Sun and Richarlison and Madison or Poro? So it's just not adding up. Luton has a double in 28. So un unless, as I, I repeat, if things change, if suddenly Man United have a, uh, a game in 29, home to Sheffield United, get Bruno, get Garnacho, get Rashford or Hoyland. Lovely. Then I think a free hit appeals to me more. Okay. But yeah, just with that, we wouldn't know till like you say, till after 26. And there's no replays, are there, at this stage? I think the replays are scrapped in the later rounds. <coughs> Nothing. So yeah, we're not going to have one that. one shot, we'll know everything. Yeah. So at least we won't have that repeat of last night where we have to wait all that time just to know, just to know our Arsenal players are blanking, for example. Exactly. Um, okay. So what what other strategy? Would you say that covers all of it? I mean, I, I guess there's going to be a lot more, but... Well, no. I mean, look, wildcard, these are the three windows, to be honest. I mean, you could wildcard in 24, 26, 27 with all the knowledge. <laughs> I don't think 28, because if you're wildcarding 28, might as well do it in 27. By the way, one other thing about 27, you'll have to go zero Man City against Man United. And as a Man United fan, I know how much they smash us when, when uh, we go to the Etihad. Which game so, was that, sorry? Game me 27. Yeah. Uh, Man City play Man United at home. Okay. It's, it's at home, isn't it? I think um... I'm right. I've got yes, way too correct. many tabs open here. Yes, yep. yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, Haaland is captaincy option that week. But if you wildcard in 27, you'll be very tempted to go no Man City, no Arsenal, no Chelsea, no Liverpool. That in itself sounds a little bit strange, right? I mean, you're wildcarding. No more wildcards left. You're taking out the clearly the three best teams in the league. Liverpool, Arsenal, Man City. You're also not getting Chelsea, which have the clear best fixture run after game week 31 because they'll have two doubles to come. Doesn't feel right. So this is one little con of game week 27 wildcard where there is still a lot of engineering you'll need to do later. So are you avoiding a little bit of engineering between 28 and 29 to do a lot more after game week 30? So... This is where I am. I, th I think that was the dream for most of us was just to get through this period as in the game weeks beginning with the two, get beyond 30 and then have all our chips for those final two or I mean, possibly there's three game weeks, double game weeks. Um, but yeah, that, yeah. that was that was the dream. But <laughs> that dream, that dream has died unless we just hope there's all these upsets and just, you know, we could just plow through try and get as close as you can um, and then hope there's a load of upsets. But how do you or know you which be ones? open to hits or you be open to a few yeah. hits? Because what I'm trying to say is, it, you know, if you take three hits between now and game week 29, in my case, there are five. 
so spoiler alert but out of my five two are luxury hits so i don't count this, them as hits um should we should go to your okay. team and do like a live a live example as it was sure sure let's do that cool. my team has i did this trend to trippier move which was obviously silly before they announced it on a bloody saturday that they have a double so that has changed <laughs> oh, that so good no not the... not that you told trent but i woke up feeling sorry for myself and oh <laughs> that was the best I mean, start to the day. <laughs> maybe it works out. I mean, I was nine points up on doing the Trippier move, so maybe it works out. But now I have a different path to other teams that have, you know, like yourself, which has already a TA, Jota, Darwin already set up. So <clears throat> I just want to, in my team, so let me read it out for, for the listeners. So I've got Dubravka, Gabriel, Pedro, Trippier, then in midfield, Saka, Foden, Richarlison, Jota. And then attack Solanke, Haaland, and Watkins. I am benching Palmer. So I'm ready for the pain again. I benched Foden this week. No problem. Um, it is what it is. I wasn't so, going to mention that part. It's okay. It's all right. I, I'm over it. Uh, I had still a good week. I still had a decent green arrow. So, okay. So this is what I'm thinking. If I do Solanke to Darwin, a lot of people will be thinking about this. Should I, should I do a Solanke or Watkins to Darwin? Because you probably need that player back. So you're basically doing a hokey-cokey for two weeks, which is basically Solanke to Darwin this week. You get Burnley at home, Brentford away, Luton at home, and then you get Solanke back playing Man City at home in game week 26. Why do you get him back? Because you probably need him because you need to field 11 players in game week 26. Yeah, you probably got the so, front line that everyone's going to want in a couple of weeks if they don't have already. I mean, I think it's quite a popular front line, that three. Correct, correct. And they will want to get out of it for two weeks and then get back to that player. Now, some people will have the same decision with Watkins. Can they do Watkins to Darwin and then back to Watkins? Watkins for me is a tougher one to do the hokey-cokey with because Watkins has higher potential, theoretically, than Solanke. Maybe not, but he also has better fixtures. Basically, he has Man United at home, Fulham away, whereas Solanke has Fulham away and Newcastle away, which in years gone by has been a tougher fixture. Now it's a little easier, but look, Villa better team than... than, than um, then Bournemouth, so I'm just going to say Watkins slightly higher potential. But you could do this with with the Watkins as well. So in my particular case, I don't see this as a hit. I don't see Solanke to Darwin and then back to Darwin as a hit. Because for me, Darwin has one extra game and his fixtures of the three that I said, Bournemouth at home, sorry, um, Burnley at home, Luton at home, Brentford away, are easily more four points better than the two that I mentioned for Solanke, which is Newcastle away and Fulham away. So for me, this is a luxury hit. I can choose not to do it or I can do it. I enjoy watching Liverpool. I want to enjoy watching Liverpool. I want to root for my player two times. I'm going to do the hit. So that's my first hit. Or actually, these are two hits because I'll have to do a hit this week and I'll have to take a hit for him back. That's my two hits of the five that I talked about. Another hit that I'm going to do is... A lot of people were thinking of doing Kaminsky as their goalkeeper. Um, the thing with Kaminsky was you would get a double in 25, you'd get a double in 28, and you could have a potential for a game in 29 because you you know had Aston Villa won last night, you would have no keeper. So Kaminsky would solve this thing with having three extra games. That problem has gone now in the sense that Ariola has a game in 29. Ariola has a good game in 26. So now I'm thinking instead of going Kaminsky, can I make two transfers for keepers? So I'm thinking I go Allison this week and then I do Allison to Neto in game week 28. So now I'm basically making two keeper transfers, which people will say, you're an idiot. Why are you making so many keeper transfers for hits? Well, simply because Kaminsky's double versus Allison's double, I back Allison over Kaminsky any day in terms of a clean sheet potential yeah. when he's playing Luton at home and Burnley at home. Neto's double when he's playing... Sheffield United at home and Luton at home, I back him to do any day better than when Kaminsky is playing Crystal Palace away and Bournemouth away. So therefore, I'm willing to take this luxury hit. I can easily just go Kaminsky now, but I'm willing to take that one extra hit to get Neto later because I think I will make up the four points more. So that's three hits that are luxury hits that I've talked about, which people don't need to do. I mean, I really like those moves and I think... I got accused of talking about goalkeepers too much last year, but just during blanks and doubles. I mean, obviously bringing in Allison is perfect because when he play when he blanks in twenty six, you've still got a goalkeeper 
you've still got a goal playing goalkeeper, haven't you? Because you'll have in, in twenty six, yeah, twenty six, yeah. Burnley. Whereas if you bring in Trent, you're then going to have. I'm guessing you wouldn't then have eleven players out unless you do another hit immediately. I can't have a Liverpool defender now because of bloody Konza. So Konza was going to be my player in game week 26 that I would play. But now I don't have that. So if I don't, if, if so now I have Konza who's a problem. I have Poro who's a problem. And if I bring a Liverpool player, that's three players that are problems. Instead, if I bring Alisson, I don't have that problem. Because Alisson can hide behind Ariola when Ariola plays, I'm pretty sure it's Burnley, at Brentford at home in game week 26. Yeah, I mean, I like both. I think the goalkeeper rotations always make sense. And then, I mean, it depends what you think of Darwin. I mean, I'd I'd love that move, Solanke to Darwin and back. Um, my I was really confident he was on penalties, then he missed the penalty. So I've in my mind, I've bumped him down. I think I've got him like 50, 40, 50% for a penalty, just making up making up numbers. I don't know, don't know where you is you sit with that. I mean, Sabozla's out, so it is literally it must be a straight shootout between McAllister, Darwin and McAllister. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think regardless, he's he's a good pick. And do I expect him to score eight points more than Solanke in this period? Yeah. It could be a lot more than eight as I well. I could be wrong. <laughs> Sorry? It, it could be a lot more than eight as well. And It could be more, it could be less. But I'm willing to take that gamble for the upside because I don't think the one extra game and the two home fixtures to Burnley and Luton, for me, are worth it for the gamble. So that's my two luxury hits. Um, yeah. or three luxury hits I like him and I like planned. what you said also I like what you said about being able to then watch Liverpool play because that's actually one of the reasons I went for Jota a couple of weeks ago when you did because I was thinking I was looking at all these plans but I was like there's no way on earth I'm, if Salah's out I'm going to go with, without Jota um, in, in that double game week I mean I've got too many memories of like the double game week you know with Salah and Mane I mean there's been a couple haven't there there's the one where Mane got injured yep. there was the one where Mane got 26 points um, yeah, I want as many. And to be honest, if I didn't have Trent, I might even look at Diaz as as a third. Even though I think his place—I mean, if Salah say Salah came back for the end of the double, his yeah. place is probably the most risky there. Yeah, and look, uh, these are rotation risks, right? We yeah. we we know what we're getting into. Salah they're going to go back. quickly as well. Yeah, and they're going to go quickly. You're just literally getting them for three prime fixtures. Um, Brentford away, maybe not a prime prime fixture. But Burnley at home, Luton at home, the two relegation teams, I am going to do that. So, but then there's a third move because I can't get to Allison for free. Um, I can either do Trippier to Walker, so I have then my set of three Man City as well. Yeah, I can do Konza to Doughty, or I can do. No, I can't do Konza to Doughty. I can do um, Poro to Doughty. So you swap um, a Blanca for a Blanca, as in a 26 Blanca. Yeah, so that that's okay, because my team, sh I, I'll just have to make an extra defensive transfer later. But most likely, I'm going to do Walker and Allison and Darwin in. So that gives me six for um, for 25. It gives me in 20, uh, in, sorry, it gives give me six for 25. Then in 26, I'll take out Jota. I'll take out Darwin for back to Solanke. And Jota will go to Douglas Luiz, maybe, um, or Bowen, or Kudus, or Ward Prowse, if Paqueta's out and Ward Prowse is on penalties, something like that. Uh, 27, Foden will become Sun. Then 28, Allison will become Neto, as I had mentioned. Haaland will become Adebayo, which is a strange move, but he will fund Salah in Gimmick 30. And then Gimmick 29, let's say Solanke will become Tony. That's the rough plan. And and then this should give me an 11. I like how that's or, a rough plan when you've literally got the entire thing mapped well, out. And I forgot change, how aggressive right? you one, are one with player hits. injury. Tomorrow, if if uh, Klopp says Jota is injured, I'll probably wildcard tomorrow, right? Because then my team looks really bad for this week. If there's another problem and a, a player that is supposed to play in game week 26, I lose tomorrow. Let's say, who's the player I'm heavily relying on to play in game week 26? Foden. Um, or even a, even a Saka, he has some kind of an injury. I'll have to wildcard in game week 26. So I think we'll have to be flexible with this. And probably the path that I've just said, I won't do. But I will avoid some luxury hits. Maybe I won't do Alisson to Neto in game week 28 and play Ariola home to Burnley. That's possible. So I'll avoid the hit. That's where I am. I'm, I'm just going to say Jota's not injured because I've noticed a couple of times we've said something hypothetically and then someone's taking it taking it seriously. So that I'm, I'm assuming there's not been any news on Jota anyway, Praz. 
No, there hasn't. No, I'm just we, hypothetically saying. And don't will it into existence either. <laughs> Correct. No, no, no. So Harry's right. This strategy gives me two hits this week, one hit, one hit in 26, one or two hits in 28. It's not That's actually it. that many when you're considering we're talking it's about... 20 points you know, in hits. Yeah, because people are looking at, you know, using their big chips. And this would navigate it pretty much perfectly, so... I would have thought. I would have to get a little lucky in terms of how the uh, I so if there's an upset then people will be wildcarding anyway I don't need to get into it but I, if people start wildcarding in 27 and I've taken minus eights and minus fours in 26 then I'll be slightly I've thrown away 12 points and then wildcarding in 27 whereas I could have just done a wildcard 26 but I think a lot of people will be in that position you just have to go with it and, and see what is the most probable outcome and then you change accordingly yeah so I think the immediate the immediate take from this is you're happily going for a third Liverpool you're not you're comfortable with doing hits and you'll adjust on the fly as you, as you do okay. Correct. I, yeah. I think I think hits could, could work out and people shouldn't be afraid of three, four hits. So sorry for that warning. Normally we don't subscribe to hits because four points are precious. But when there's two, three doubles on the horizon and there's a blank on the horizon and you want to get the best players with the highest potential, maybe sometimes they're okay. Nice. And Haaland definitely captain? Haaland definitely captain this week. I mean, nice. early kickoff, we should even know, uh, hopefully by... City City team has been fairly easy to get. Can you imagine in the Aguero days if you had the City team? I mean, it would have been so boring. Um, I mean, it would have been a cheat code. Yeah, it, it, um, was, it was just pure gambling. There was exactly, no one you used to gamble on Aguero starting or not. Yeah, people um, looking at bibs. Who was wearing? Who was wearing bibs? Like gambling on him and Kolarov, for example, as well. Do you remember him? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I think we should have it. And if Haaland's starting, there's no reason to to go against him, even though Liverpool have very high ceilings this week. Yeah. And to segue into my team, I was going to wait until, you know, any possible team news. And I got scared that Haaland's just going to keep rising. I I ate into the conspiracy theories, bought Haaland the other night, and he's not risen since I bought him. Um, but yeah, I've done, um, so I had two free transfers and I've done Watkins to Haaland. It was the only route I could do with one transfer. I I did look at, I mean, I could have done Alvarez to him if I looked at moving on other players, but I'm just dead set on keeping Alvarez now. Like it's only, it's only a couple more, couple more weeks. Um, I think, I think you just have to go with it now because yeah. I think we were talking before the stream. One of the games is again, again, Brentford. And he basically likes to play this particular formation against Brentford, which is having both Alvarez and Haaland pushing, uh, you know, the five at the back to create space for somebody like Foden. Obviously, if you were such football tacticals, I would have envisaged this and played Foden. But now that we know that this is how he plays, it's a good thing to have Alvarez, Foden and Haaland in that fixture. Well, I was going to say, I, I mean, I could just pretend that's exactly why I'm keeping Alvarez, but I hadn't <laughs> thought of it until, until, until you told me. But that, that is interesting. And it, yeah, I found it fascinating how all the players played together. And on Scoutcast, we looked at all the minutes of players and Alvarez was obviously right up there with incredible minutes. Obviously, we know KDB and Haaland are back now. So maybe that could change, but it didn't change in the last game. So I might as well just hold him a couple more weeks. Um, and if anything happens with Haaland, let's say mid-double game week, no one else can react to it and I've, I've got Alvarez. So it's ga there's gambling there, but there's, there's definitely upside. Correct. And you will have to change let's roll forward your team a little bit um you will in game week 26 you'll keep alvarez again so so my team i'll, I'll read out really quickly just for those okay. listening but dubravka saliba gabriel trent foden richarlison saka and jota darwin alvarez harland and i've also at the moment got palmer on the bench but yeah, the plan in 26, because I was looking at Kaminsky last night with my second free transfer. And I mean, the reasons you said, I, I don't need to go for it now. Um, and also there's a slight, I don't know if there's been an update on Ariola. I've heard different things. I've heard he got a knock to the head. Um, bringing in Kaminsky anyway, I could have ended up with no goalkeeper in 26. If, um, you know, if Ariola was ruled out, for example. Yeah. So it would be a bit silly. So I'm going to roll definitely. Um, and then in game week 26, if I've got two free transfers, I would well, I would keep Alvarez. Now, it's probably why I mentioned earlier that City almost have a blank if they don't all play. Hmm. I mean, this week, let's say this week in 25, Alvarez or Foden or Haaland the bench, I just plug Palmer in, 
it's easy this week but in 26 i'd have no control and because i've got three city and three liverpool i mean i would sell liverpool first whether i sell two or three and do a hit like a mini wild card I, yeah i don't know yeah i could just sell two for free and have 11 players but that's inverted commas including banking on livramento taking burns burn spot and hoping that Foden, Alvarez and Haaland all, all start again. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I mean, I think people will be tempted in giving me 26 hits just because you want to get the Villa players. So I can totally see you doing like Livramento to Pau Torres for a hit. You or know Moreno move, for yeah. <laughs> so I can totally see it. It just makes sense. You get a better fixture. And you get a, another extra player for Game Week 29. Hits will come. You have to accept it. If if you take anything from this pod, it is that there are certain hits that will be fruitful. There are certain hits that are luxury hits. Yeah. But it's okay to take some hits, not because you know YOLO, because they're actually optimal. I mean, it's funny because obviously next week I have I have to use a transfer, won't I? So that I would if Livermento doesn't play this weekend. And Ed has promised me, I mean, he said his predicted team anyway. Um, yeah, Livramento to Pau Torres would be the exact move that I would do. If I decide, you know, I'm going to wildcard in 26 or 27, then maybe I could look at like doing Livramento to a Doughty or, or something and be a bit more aggressive in the short term. I mean, actually, then I'd have to do two moves. So I might have to do Kaminsky and Doughty or, or, some, or something. But I think my plan, it's, because I don't really have to do much this week, I'm I'm kind of trying to delay it as much as possible. So it's been really good mm. talking out your ideas. Um, just on on captain before we finish, I I mean I did have it on Darwin, but I've I've bottled it. I just don't think when you know when I captained Darwin the other week, we talked it through, didn't we? And that the alternatives were Saka and Palmer, and they weren't like incredible captains. I think looking at like prediction models, they were hovering around about five predicted points. Obviously, Haaland this week is going to be, I can't even remember, probably about seven or something ridiculous. Um, and obviously, we've just seen him get 85 minutes. So if we also know he's going to start, like we get confirmation he's going to start. And also, my my thoughts on Darwin's penalties have gone down because of him missing one. Missing obviously, one. I was at 100% in my mind back then. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think there's any. It's a silly gamble to make, to be honest. I think the time's... I think the time for captaincy, the upside in captaincy is slightly people like me hate it, right? I don't do the I don't do it. And I don't know why. Maybe it's also because I've got it wrong. I got Saka wrong versus Palmer. I got this week wrong Haaland versus Watkins, even though I wasn't debating Watkins as much. I would have probably done Solanke. So in theory, actually I got three yeah, points extra. Yeah. Um, but I just don't I'm happy. I, I'm happy to make gains in the others other ten players or eleven players for if you will. Um and so, okay. I mean, it's going to be probably Haaland, Haaland, or Haaland triple captaincy next week. Game week 26, again, Haaland. 27, home to Man United. I think it's still Haaland. And then um, Solanke. Then it's Solanke. Game week 29, maybe Sun. Um, it was so... something I wanted to discuss, actually. So it's, I'm glad you brought it up before before we, before we finish. But it basically is, because obviously something with blank and double strategies would be to pick the best captains. But it is basically just Haaland. Until you go for Solanke. What was the week you said, Son? Yeah, 29. Oh, 29, of course. Of course. So, yeah, as long as we've got those players. And you mentioned <clears throat> Foden to Son in like 27. Was it 27? Yeah. 27, yeah. yeah I, I think, think that, that was the week I'd, I'd roughly penciled that move in as well to go for Son and Richarlison double up. Correct. Um, I just think it just leads you to take a few hits, get your Game Week 29 team out. And then you wildcard 31, not 30. I, lo I love but that people... Have, team dependent. People have been buzzing to watch this and you really push the hits. I, I, I do like it. But I think there's merit in it because I think you can easily waste chips. And I think you've not talked like crazy hits. You've not been like minus 16s, anything like that. This is lots of consistent hits. And I repeat, three of my five hits are luxury hits. You don't have to do Solanke to Darwin. You save two hits. You don't have to get... Um, Allison to, or you know, basically Dubravka to Allison to Neto. You can just get Kaminsky, save another hit. Three hits are completely luxury hits. Up to you if you want to do it or not. And obviously, your team is different. Every, you know, everyone needs to decide based on their own team. Some people can't get to an Allison this week because they already have Trent and they want to get the attackers. Fair enough, then get uh, Kaminsky. 
but i'm just saying it could be worse still going for kaminsky because he has two doubles think about it don't be scared of hits yeah the goalkeepers i mean they're, because they're so random you're just gaining fixtures for those hits so i really like that and i'm also really glad baker said it's his average week because i almost name checked him i said about doing minus fours every week you've just yeah. become baker correct correct yep. and look bateman makes a point if i still had trent um i probably because i would have had my three liverpool i would have probably looked to do just one hit for kaminsky um and maybe get a uh, poro down to doughty so i would have still done a hit but maybe not minus eights and bigger things i would have still taken a, a hit a minus eight or something in game week 26 we are talking either i would have taken three hits or five it's but i would still be taking if i'm in this strategy of navigating through this period chasing upside i podcast with late riser every i have to yep. use the term uh, <laughs> you you i want to get two bournemouth players for their really exciting double which is Neto and Solanke I want three Liverpool and I want three City that's where I'm starting from yeah and I mean we always say team dependent people always get the, the mick taken out of them for saying it but it's true I mean I've, I'm not doing hits but if I didn't have Jota and Darwin I would happily be doing you know I would be throwing hits at it as well so that's the only reason I'm talking about rolling and you're talking about doing hits um, I, I, I completely agree with you there but I think we've covered as much as we can in, I mean, it's been over an hour. So some, some yeah, 45 first, minutes. That first, was. first episode we've done over an hour. So uh, kudos to us, but we will be back to normal service from next week, talking about our game week and, you know, the whole chill vibe before a deadline, but this just merited a little bit longer discussion. So hope people enjoyed it. There are 800 people in the chat. So if you can hit like, we would really appreciate it. Usually we're very late in the week. So we're a little bit underloved, but uh, hopefully if people have tuned into this one, appreciate it, do like it. Uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll be back next week. So I was just going to sneeze at completely the wrong time, but I, I held it back. Um, but yeah, no, thanks everyone for, for listening in. And um, yeah, we'll be back next week and hopefully everyone's got Liverpool by then. So we won't have to talk about big hits. Absolutely. We'll all yeah. be rolling. Nice. All right. Speak to you next week. See ya.